This is an ABC podcast. Welcome to another classic episode of Short and Curly, your favourite ethics podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Molly, and Carl isn't here yet, but luckily I'm in need of a new catchphrase, so I'm just going to try out a bunch of stuff and see if anything works. <clears throat> Happy birthday to me. Well, that's going to hurt later on. You gots to be Josh and friend. Molly! Molly! Molly, I'm sorry I'm late, but you're not going to believe what's happened. Carl, my gosh, you look so pale. What's going on? I saw a UFO. What do you mean you saw a UFO? As in... As in an unidentified flying object alien spacecraft from another planet UFO. Uh, okay, um... You know how I just bought that new telescope and put it on the roof of Short and Curly HQ? Whoa, you bought that? Carl, you were supposed to use that money to pay us, you know, for food and life. Food schmood, Molly. There are bigger things afoot. I was just looking through the telescope for supermassive black holes when I saw something really strange. It was a bunch of randomly blinking lights getting closer. Then it whooshed over my head and made this weird sound, kind of like... That's an extremely realistic impersonation. Uh, What did it look like? Well, it was really round, like a frisbee or something. And that's when I realised it was a UFO, Molly. I saw a UFO. Okay, you sure you weren't seeing things? Like... Maybe it was a plane or a, a large bird? No bird makes wub-wub noises. Plus, I went onto all the airport websites and there weren't any planes flying in that part of the sky last night. Maybe it was a satellite. Wrong again, Molly. I found a couple of blog sites that said we're in a regular UFO hotspot. There have been a bunch of sightings near here. Right. So what do you have to say about your buddy Carl's amazing discovery? I don't believe it. I know, it's pretty incredible. I'll probably get, like, a Nobel Prize. No, I mean, I really don't believe it. I'm sure you saw something. I just don't believe it was a UFO. (gasps) Molly, how could you doubt me? How could I not? You ever heard of a little thing called evidence? Uh, I am the evidence, Molly, living and breathing and standing right in front of you. Right, Molly, we need to do a whole show on this, or maybe actually six shows. Today on Short and Curly, how do we know what's true? And what do I need to do to convince everyone? Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Hot and girly. Molly, I saw a real-life UFO, and you've got to believe me, I'm not making anything up. Carl, UFOs aren't real, so you're either wrong or you're lying. Or neither. Oh, I don't know if you're confused about what you saw, or if you're trying to prank me or trick me, or maybe you're just really desperate for attention today. But come on, you did not see a UFO. I did. Never mind. You're such a hater sometimes, Molly. Hater? I'm going to talk to you listening instead for our first thinking question. Do you believe in UFOs? Argue your case. 
Hit pause now. And why don't we see what our brain's trust at Leichhardt Public School thinks about UFOs? Do they believe in them? Anything unidentified in the air could be a UFO. And even if it wasn't driven by aliens, then it's technically a UFO. I definitely think there would be because we haven't seen half the universe. So yeah, I think there's new UFOs. Like in terms of aliens, there have been so many, like so many searches and whatever, and we haven't found anything yet. Probably when I was a bit younger and I like believed a bit more and sometimes I'll just like glance out the window, you know, if I'm shutting it or something, I'm just gonna look up and I'll be like, wait, is that a UFO? And then I just look up and I'm like, oh wait, no, that's just a plane. When I was younger, I think it was near Christmas Eve, me and my sister and my mum were walking back from somewhere and it was like almost pitch black. You could only see the stars. And then we just saw this shape and we thought it was Santa's because it was near Christmas. But now kind of looking back at it, who knows? I think it'd be pretty difficult for an unidentified flying object to enter our solar system without one of those space organisations to sight it. Lots of people say the universe is ever expanding or endless, so there's endless possibilities. See, Molly, endless possibilities. And the kid who saw Santa, definitely an alien distributing presence. Hey, Carl, I have a question. When you saw the UFO, did you also see a ghost and a vampire and a Bigfoot and a mummy and the lost city of Atlantis? Now you're just making fun of me. Just because you don't believe my story doesn't mean you have to make fun of my story. Oh, I'm really sorry, Carl. I... I feel, I feel terrible. <laughs> it's a fine line between not believing someone and straight up mocking them, and I crossed that line. No, no it's, it's okay. I, I understand. Please don't cry. It's making me cry. No, it's making me cry. Needed to get that out of our system. Now back to level rational conversation. Actually, speaking of the rational, Molly, open that drawer down there. What? This one? Matt! Creaky, creaky, it time for Matt to speaky? Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre, what are you doing shoved in this drawer? It's a nice, cosy place to sit and think about various ethical dilemmas. And it means I'm on call here at Short and Curly HQ whenever you need me. See? Pretty handy drawer, right, Molly? It is. Matt, I've just seen something amazing flying through the sky. It wasn't a bird, it wasn't a plane, or a flying pig. It was a UFO, but Molly won't believe me. Because you didn't see a UFO. You just saw a bunch of blinking lights and heard a whooshing noise. It could have been anything. Hmm. As a general rule, we should try to believe people when they're telling us something. There's a philosopher called Miranda Fricker who says part of respecting people is recognising that they can pass knowledge on to us and they can teach us something new and true about the world. See, Molly, you should take me seriously. UFOs are real. Hold on, Carl. Taking you seriously means accepting you saw something. It doesn't mean we have to agree that it was a UFO. 
If we want other people to agree with us, we need to give them reasons why our story about what's right is more likely to be true than anybody else's story. And you'd have to give me a lot of reasons, Carl, because we all know UFOs ain't real. Well, actually, we don't. We can never know that something doesn't exist. We can say we have no evidence, but that's not the same as being certain that something isn't real. Have you ever heard that famous story about black swans? In the past, people in Europe believed that all swans were white because they'd never seen a black one. Until one day, a Dutch explorer saw a black swan in Western Australia. He went home and told people about it, but they all doubted him. They said, you must have seen a different bird. It can't have been a swan. But eventually, they started to realise that they were the ones who were wrong. And today, people use the story of the black swan as a reminder that there's sometimes more to the world than what we've experienced. So what? I should walk around thinking that maybe UFOs are real and Bigfoot exists and a whole bunch of other wacky stuff just because one day it might turn out to be true. No. If we spend all our lives second-guessing everything and always looking for more evidence, we'll never get anything done. What we should do is be open and curious when someone does have some new evidence. We should look at it really closely instead of ignoring it or making fun of it. Thank you, Matt. No worries. Would you mind shutting the drawer now? I miss being tucked up in a little ball of darkness. Sure thing, buddy. Well, I'm definitely never making fun of anyone for what they believe in ever again. Yay! So you believe I saw a UFO now? Oh, no. I'm really sorry, Carl. I'm not going to make fun of you anymore, but I just can't believe that story without more evidence. Well, let me give you some more evidence. It's in here somewhere. Aha! Ipsos, a market research company, did a poll in 2015 and found that 56% of Americans believe in UFOs. Okay. And there are thousands and thousands of stories of people spotting UFOs or encountering aliens. Yeah, but so what? Just because a whole group of people believe in something doesn't mean I should too, right? Why don't we throw to some of the best and brightest minds in the galaxy, our brains trust. How do they work out what to believe and why? You can either believe what you see or you can just go off like a trusted source, maybe it's a friend. I think it definitely depends, like if you're trying to differ between truth and lies, I think you need like evidence, but along with evidence you need witnesses, because if you just had one witness, I could probably be working with the person who's planting the evidence, so I think you definitely need multiple. Sometimes the problem with working out, finding evidence to back up, you know, claims about UFOs is that, especially on the internet, there's lots of, like, fake UFO sightings. It's very easy these days, um, and you can see it in movies, like, how, re- how realistic they make things look to just, you know, edit in a little UFO here and there. It's really hard to convince people about anything. I think the best way to do it would probably be using celebrities. If just a random person just said, oh, I found a UFO, people would be like, no, no, that's just silly. Um, but if very well-known, maybe scientist or something like that, who's won Nobel Prizes, said there could be UFOs, everyone would believe them more. Now, 
Now over to you listening. You've heard from our Brains Trust, but what do you think? You can pause the show for a moment to ponder this question. If a lot of people believe something, does that make it more likely to be true? Hit pause now. Now, there's something called the Drake Equation. Oh, good. Carl's going to talk about maths for a while. Yes, I am, Molly. It was developed by an astronomer called Francis Drake. He wanted to mathematically work out how many other intelligent life forms, in other words, aliens, are out there. Okay, I'm listening. The equation basically uses all the information we have about what's needed for life to exist on a planet. And it spits out the number of planets in our galaxy that should have aliens living on them. That's actually a bit cool. So, how many alien planets are there? Well, it gets pretty complicated because lots of people have used slightly different information in the equation to come up with a number. But in lots of the calculations, the number of alien worlds is surprisingly high. Sometimes thousands or even millions. In other words, the equation's saying there should be plenty of aliens in our galaxy. But Carl, even if there is alien life out there in the universe somewhere, it doesn't mean those aliens decided to pay you a visit on Earth. So the equation doesn't prove you had an alien encounter. It's the aliens. They're back for me. Dude, it's probably just Matt. Go check the drawer. Oh, no. Matt's disintegrated into a pile of underwear and socks. Next drawer down. He said next drawer down. Oh, there you are. Thank goodness, Matt. Thank you. I've been scratching and knocking on this drawer since you were talking about whether something's more likely to be true because lots of people think it is. Oh, that was ages ago. How did we not hear that? I have no idea because I was bashing pretty hard. I really wanted to weigh in. All right. Well, here's your chance. If more people believe something, it's more likely to be true, right? Okay. It seems like if more people think something's true, then we've got good reasons for believing it. But really, truth isn't a popularity contest. There have been times in history when most people thought the world was flat, or that the sun revolved around the earth, or that you could tell how smart someone was based on the shape of their skull. But none of those things are true. But I've already found stacks of evidence, and there's even more. Here, let me show you this website I found. Where did you get a laptop from, and why are the keys so loud? These 1987 laptops are the newest issue here at the ABC. Anyway, governments all over the world have covered up UFO sightings. It's the only explanation. It's not the only explanation, but it can seem that way. Some kinds of explanations are really hard to ignore because they're what we call unfalsifiable. That's a word that means there's no evidence that would disprove the theory. And that's why we need to be critical thinkers and do a bit of investigation before we believe everything we read. Investigate? Like detectives? Wait one second, it's time for a costume change. Zipping! 
jacket is huge. But flattering? Oh my god, I look amazing. I'm never going back, I'm just going to stare in this mirror the whole time. And I'm back. Are you the great fictional detective Sherlock Holmes, the greatest investigator who ever lived? Molly Holmes, at your service. Oh my God. Dope outfit, Molly. And actually, Sherlock Holmes can give us a few good tricks for sniffing out dodgy information and fake news. First, he always looks for the missing information. What parts of the story are being left out? Lots of dodgy websites take one tiny piece of truth and ignore all the other important parts of the story. The second thing is, Sherlock Holmes doesn't want one story to be true more than the others. He just wants to get to the truth, no matter what. Indeed. Now, back into my snug little drawer. Close her up. Thank you very much, Matt Beard. If we study the evidence closely, we can explain every detail of the case of the UFO. That wasn't. It's quite elementary, young Mr Smith. <gasps> Molly Holmes! It appears that the following has come to pass. First, if we examine these social media posts from the time you saw the UFO in the area around Short and Curly HQ, we can see that there was a party held just next door. These photos show the guests releasing shiny paper lanterns into the air, which would have looked to you like strange lights. But, but what about the whooshing? Wub, 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 wub. Elementary, my young Carl. I've just checked the warning signs on the box of your new telescope. Read this, please. Caution, do not swivel quickly or warning alarm will play. I believe you swiveled the telescope quickly, trying to see the lights more clearly, thus triggering the alarm, which sounds like... Wub, 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 wub. <gasps> That's the same noise. But what about the round shape? I believe, having seen these two unusual things happen, your brain filled the gaps. There is a large, round satellite dish on our roof. In the excitement, you may have mistaken the dish for a large, flying object. The case is solved! Oh, I mean, thanks. You've kind of burst my bubble. I was really excited imagining there was a UFO and that there were aliens out there. Did you have to spoil it for me, Sherlock Molms? Carl, it's better that you know the truth. Actually, I think our Brains Trust said something about whether it matters if Carl believes he saw a UFO or not. Maybe if Carl's just screaming out in the middle of the street there's UFOs, run while you can, I guess someone has to tell him that it's probably fake. But, I mean, if he wants to believe that, he can go ahead and believe it, I guess. If you had Carl and another guy, let's just call him... Zach or something and Zach set up a stand in like a public place a park or something and had a sign on the front that said I don't believe that these 
people of a certain ethnicity or religion should be allowed in our country and like when they walk past he would verbally shout out like verbal abuse at them I think a lot more people would try and change his mind than if Carl walked into a park um, and set up something and said I believe in UFOs try to change my mind and he was just shouting out I love UFOs like I guess it's not hurting anybody like um, physically mentally and I think if he has to face the consequences of embarrassment when he's proven wrong, like, they're not major consequences. With Carl, you could just say, I may not believe it, but if someone says anything mean to you, says, no, you're silly, that's ridiculous, there's no such thing as UFOs, I will be there for you and help you. I still may not believe it, but I will help you through it. the world is a lot more fun if you choose to believe in UFOs, so do you want to just pretend this conversation never happened and become an alien hunter with me? Mmm, I don't. Oh, Momo, come on! I'm sorry, Carl. I can't just make myself believe something. I wish I could. It would be awesome if aliens were real. They'd come to Earth and live among us. One of the aliens would become my best friend. He'll tell me he loves me, but I'll say no, blog is. We're just friends. Then I'll end up being the best man at his wedding when he finally does find the one. We'll fight together in the Great War of the Galaxies and he'll be shot by a rogue laser and die in my arms. (laughs) How am I going to tell his wife? Uh, Molly? Sorry. Just got really swept up in the story. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get back to trying out different catchphrases. Just going (laughs) to pop my noise-cancelling headphones on and close my eyes, you know, for maximum clarity. You go, girl. Oh, that's a good one. You go, girl. Catch me in the morning. I'm talking 4pm. Flick on a light. Flick off the night. My God, the UFO is back! Molly! M- Molly! Take off your headphones! Look! Look! They're being abducted! They're gonna do tests and. It's actually taking ages for this beam to suck me out the window and into the spaceship. This is the slowest abduction ever. Oh, there we go, they got me out the window. Well, well, I'm drifting through the air. How about I thank some people for today's episode? Thank you to our Brains Trust from Leichhardt Public School. Lex, Jack, Max, Tane, Jude and Tilly. It's pretty cool just dangling in the air like this. Thanks to our ABC Audio Studios team. Kelly Reardon, Justine Kelly, Kyla Slavin, Emma Gibbs and Andre Shabanov. Wow, up this high, people look like ants down on the street. A special thanks to philosopher Pat Stokes from Deakin University, who helped Matt with some of the ethics for this episode. Ooh, okay, it's, it's speeding up a bit. O- of course, I'd be absolutely remiss to not think. Oh, I'm at the doors. I'm going into the ship. Goodbye, Earth. Hello, alien neighbors. Hallelujah, let's all say booyah. Whiz, whiz, it's none of your biz. Okay, I have so many catchphrases, they are just flowing out of me. 
I need a break. Just gonna open my eyes and take off my headphone. Oh, Carl's gone. <laughs> he probably went to tell more people about the UFO he saw. Oh, <laughs> no one's gonna believe you, Carl. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.